0: See betmgm.com for terms US promotional offers not available in DC, Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER available in the US call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call one 800 step in Arizona 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts one 800 off in Iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico first bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson.
1: Presenting sponsor for today's episode of Civilized Barking is Visa, a network working for everyone. Hey everybody, it's the post-game edition of Civilized Barking. Zach Jackson sitting on the fourth level overlooking the field. We're about an hour, maybe an hour and a half after the Browns win 31-21. In another secret location not far from me, we sat together for about seven hours today, watched the game, talked about some things, and now we're going to let you guys in on the conversation. That's Jason Lloyd. Jason, what's up?
2: Oh, you know, just hiding out in a private suite I'm not supposed to be in trying to record this. So talk fast, Zach. Let's get this over with.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I, I'm glad you said it that way because I was sitting here having this internal debate on how to start and kind of felt like the Browns were, let's get this over with. And I told you at 1240 today, I felt a little like the Browns were almost in a no-win position. Yep. Right? And yep. So um, Stefanski finally unleashed Chubb. And let me make clear, guys, um, this is a plan to limit him and have him for later, right? Um, You know, he said a win's a win. Baker said would rather win from, you know, gain from a win or learn, excuse me, from a win than a loss. That's right. Baker was 19 of 21 with about one and a half memorable throws. Um, The Browns got out of here. They got on. And and I'm not going to sit here and be super negative, although the defense uh, leaves you huge, huge question marks because two games in, it's not any better than last year and it might be worse. Um, this is a new year, and this team is only eight quarters into its journey. So you you can't expect perfection, and you need this, right? You need the ups and downs and the things you learn. So um, I'm worried about the defense, and I'm worried about Jarvis Landry. And I, I do not think this was a banner day for the Browns. But was it a win for the Browns? Sure. Onward, upward, and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, I I was sitting here watching this, and and I like doing this podcast with you because it helps me narrow then what I'm going to write, and and frankly, you, I have I whole wholeheartedly agree with you on the defensive concerns, but I'm sitting here watching this, going, okay, Jarvis goes out on the second play. You already don't have Odell, and Anthony Schwartz basically just got your quarterback hurt because he doesn't finish the route. Baker throws the pick, and Baker gets clobbered uh, trying to trying to turn. Read back inside and gets run over, and now your quarterback's hurt too. Like that's that's when you're talking about the game of inches. in The NFL, that's a game of inches to me. That you know, if Schwartz doesn't, if Schwartz runs the route and finishes the play, maybe he breaks it up. And Kevin Stefanski is normally very mild mannered and doesn't have a whole lot to say on the sideline. And he gave Anthony Schwartz an earful when he came off the when he came off the sideline after that play. And I think he was basically saying, hey, "Look, you just got our quarterback hurt because you didn't finish the route." And and it's just the little things that add up.
1: That's right. Um, You know, I I think we can go from there. Um, Situational football, right? You have to score in the red zone. You have to score off turnovers. Against most teams, you cannot let their quarterback run around untouched and turn the ball over twice and expect to win, right? Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Um, As I put on Twitter, alternate headline, Tyrod Taylor saves the Browns again. (laughs) Um. The Browns didn't know where the ball was, Jason, for much of the first half, right? The Texans make one puzzling decision. The Browns turn it over a couple times, and it was Troublesville. I, I would have thought the Browns were going to play better in the second half, and I did. I, I think they they finished the game better, even though the quality of opponent and the circumstances were 100% different than last week, right? But uh, I, I agree. I mean, Stefanski comes and says, okay, you know, we faced some adversity, but we made all our kicks. Guys made plays. And, and so – you know, they, they got the win. Demetric Felton scored on his first NFL touch, right, uh, outside of a return. Um, didn't play any offense last week. That's good. The bad is, you know, Landry's going for images. So, is that one week, four weeks, the season? We don't know. We don't know where Odell stands. We saw Anthony Schwartz, this Haley's Comet in week one, and Anthony Schwartz, rookie wide receiver, who's very green in week two, right? So – um, yeah, it's the, the, there are concerns, um, specifically, you know, with the state of the receiving core and of the defense, speaking of wide receivers, uh, I'm i I'm still seeing Texans wide receivers wide open. That that's a big problem.
2: Yeah. I don't know who Davis Mills is and he didn't know what the play calls were half the time because at least twice I saw him turn the wrong way. Or, or someone else on the offense turned the wrong way. I'm guessing, normally you don't blame the quarterback, but since he's the backup, I'm guessing it was him turning the wrong way. And yet he was still driving the Texans down the field against the Browns. Miles Garrett really, Garrett and Clowney both did not really have a huge impact on this game. I didn't feel like. Grant Delpit came up with a big sack, obviously late in the, in the in the turnover. But just not not a good day defensively for the Browns. Uh, you know, Stefanski wasn't going to single anyone out after the game. Of course, he never would. But... I don't know, man. You said it's worse than last year. I'm not ready to go, or it could be worse than last year. I'm not ready to go that far because I do think they have more talent this year, and I think it's a bunch of new faces trying to figure it out. But, buddy, there is some serious concerns, I think, defensively with this team. The the front seven just didn't make it a lot of plays, and the secondary got scorched all day. I, I don't know how to – I wish I had something really fancy or or insightful to say other than that, but that's all I got.
1: Okay, well, let's start up front. I mean, it's fair to expect Miles My- Garrett, it's, it's hard to put expectations on him, right? But it's fair to expect more impact from him than you've seen in the first two games, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they went and got him clowny in tack, right? And Malik Jackson, who's an accomplished pass rusher, and they found Malik McDowell out of nowhere, and he was this great story in week one. Um, at the second level, you know, you lost Anthony Walker. You've lost Jacob Phillips. You have J.O.K., who's a green rookie. I mean, thank goodness you found Malcolm Smith last year, and he picks that ball off today, right? I mean, are you seeing a bunch from the other guys? Because I'm not. No. I see one taki taki tackle a game, and that that goes back every year. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or a uh, whole yep. year now. Yeah. So, the plus today is that you saw Grant Delpin get in the game, make play. I, I would have told you Grant Delpit's just going to play special teams. He's not been in any competitive environments. He has not stayed healthy. He comes in, he gets a couple of sacks. Uh, he was in on at least a, you know, a few snaps earlier than that. And you know before we go after Joe Woods or before we dive deeper in, I'll just say for a year, Joe Woods has been telling us, I want to play my big dime package, and that's what the three safeties. And I want to do that because those three – are athletic and they're versatile and I can take Harrison and I can take Delpit and I can put them almost at a linebacker spot. And that forces the offense to guess, are they blitzing? Are they covering the tight end? What are we in? Too many times we see the Browns short on personnel, have to sit back in zone and nobody has to guess anything. right? So, so that's progress. But yeah, I think it starts with um, they remade this defensive line. They've invested heavily in this defensive line, and they expect game-changing plays, starting with ninety-five, but really with the other guys too. What do you make of Clowney so far? It's only two games.
2: I don't want to overreact. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I made a point to get to the interview on Friday with um Chris Kiffin, the defensive line coach, and he said clowny was inconsistent. And and so, you know. Right here, Jason, an hour and a half after the game, I, I don't really want to judge anyone individually, like, on an in-depth basis, right? Even though that's that's what we're doing and that's the nature of it because you have to go back and watch, and there's so much happening when you're watching a game live. I mean, you're watching the ball most of the time, quite frankly, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they thought he would help with the run defense. I, I did see Clowney play outside and Miles move inside today. I don't know that Miles liked it because Miles brought it up in his post-game presser a little bit unprompted that, hey, I'm there playing inside in this package. But ideally that's, that's what they want to do. Um, the best thing about today, other than the tight ends getting involved and in Demetric Felton, you know, showing that the Browns' confidence in him is worth it, you know, is that I think they got to work on what they want to work on in the fourth quarter with a lead. And that's run the heck out of the ball and then whatever it is defensively, you know, without – again, without individual evaluations and knowing the terminology – they got to mix and match personnel, and they got valuable experience for those young guys. Because Greg Newsom is a 21-year-old rookie in his second game, right, with the Browns. Um, John Johnson is in his second game with the Browns, even though he's, he's played in 80 games in his career, right? So so I think that's a positive is, is, is they finish the game. And, and I, I do think the defensive pieces can be better. I just, like I said, just seeing way, way, way too many open guys and seeing quarterbacks – I mean obviously quarterbacks can improvise and that's what they do they hurt you you know you play you play your discipline you're in the gaps and, and a guy gets away but i'm seeing a quarterback take a half step and, and just have wide open players over the middle of the field specifically and that's not good
0: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep
2: Well, let's talk about the Browns quarterback in the offense for a minute. Uh, Nick Chubb today got 11 carries, and and that, to me, is malpractice. And I understand that it's a long season, and I I totally get what you're saying, that they're saving them for later in the season. But I I feel like you can do better than 11 carries, especially on a day you're without your top two receivers. And your quarterback got hurt. And and Kevin said, you know, he, he did change up the play calling after Baker got hurt because he didn't want him getting hit again. And we didn't see any downfield throws. I can recall two throws down the field. One to Harrison Bryant down the sideline, a great throw by Baker, and a great catch by Bryant, and the interception. And other than that, everything was was real quick, get it out, short little hitches, and and, and just very vanilla, very conservative. But my goodness. I mean, and again, it's nitpicking, yes. And Kevin Stefanski's way smarter than I am. But I look at Nick Chubb with 11 carries and think, boy, I, I think we can do better than that.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with much of what you say and the way you present it, but I, I got to say that malpractice is way too strong. I, I got to say you that Kevin Stefanski has earned the trust of us. I agree. Agree. As little, I agree. For as little as he discloses, Jason, he came out and said, we have a plan for these running backs. Yeah. Um, I, I I've been known to throw the malpractice word around, as you guys know. <laughs> I think – It was more than anything, he didn't panic. And, you know, it was on nine, and you tweeted it, and you said it to me, and we watched Kareem Hunt start the fourth quarter, which I can only read as part of the plan, and then it was time for Nick Chubb. And he only needed two more. Two carries. He took the 126 yards. Yep. Right? Um, And showed that rare explosion on that. So, yeah, um, is there going to be a time he's going to have to get off that script? Via the weird circumstances today, specifically Landry and those other re- receivers showing you next to nothing, right, even though Rashard Higgins still dances after one catch, <laughs> right, in his 11th year in the league. Um, could we have seen more of an emphasis on the running game? Did we both say, what the hell are they doing Third empty on third and two with the lead late in the third quarter, I believe that was, or yep. maybe even early in the, for- the, it fourth. Early the fourth? It was actually. fourth. Yeah, it was fourth quarter. Yeah, um, yes, but do I think in the end that it went – Pretty much according to how the coach coach drew it up, I do think that.
2: Yeah, and listen, I was touting Kevin Stefanski for coach of the year last year after about six games, so no one is a bigger fan of him than I am. Uh, I just, I I just don't understand sometimes that it's, it just feels like they just, I I don't know. I I get it, I get it. I'll take back malpractice. I, I take it back. You're right. It's too strong. And and they're trying to save him for November, December, and January. And if he got hurt, you would we would be sitting there saying, "Look, at this, they're using him too much." So I, I understand. Uh, it's it's just frustrating to me uh, sometimes. But does does Demetric Felton at all? Re- I watch him run, and and this may be blasphemy on my part as we throw around big words. I, I <laughs> he looks like Eric Metcalf to me, man. And and again. I know Metcalf was probably before his time as a player in the NFL, but you talk someone with – the with I mean, Metcalf is probably faster, but with the elusiveness that that Felton showed, and it's only two games, and I don't want to overreact to it, but, boy, this kid can move, and I think he's a fun little change-up weapon for this offense to have.
1: It's interesting that you mentioned Metcalf because um, I got a buddy. I got to give him a shout-out. He just had a knee replaced or a hip replaced or a liver replaced. I forget what it was, <laughs> something that happens to old people. But he's, he, I know he's listening because he's stuck on the couch for a few weeks. And in the first preseason game, he blew me up. He said, I have seen the next Greg Pruitt. He said, this Felton is the next Greg Pruitt. Wow. And he, he is little, um, and he didn't light up pro day, and those are the two reasons the Browns got him in the sixth round. And, you know, surprising me, and in bucking convention, they really thought he is smart enough to learn multiple positions as a rookie, whereas most rookies – Many, not many rookies get overwhelmed trying to learn one, and it's understandable, right? And they, they said he has natural ability to make people miss. So, yes, he's a little small, and maybe he'll never be a starter at one, but we think this is a legit weapon. And here you are, seven quarters into the season on this loaded offense, and you have to go to him. I mean, that, that's encouraging. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think both Metcalf and Pruitt are, are fair. I think it's a little early for that. He's certainly not Josh Cribs or Metcalf in the return game at this point. Right. But, you know, I appreciate for what we do, Jason. I appreciate when these guys tell us what they think about a player or how they envision them, and then you see that. And you see a guy in the open field, that whether it's the spin move or the cutback or churning those legs, like he really is dangerous. And it's not lightning straight line speed like Schwartz, right? And it's certainly not imposing size like he's going to barrel anybody over. But all throughout the preseason is what we saw on that run today and then really on the first kickoff too and then, and then his second chance in the game. I mean, this guy keeps plays alive. And with this offensive line and the fact that Felton's going to get chances in space because of all the other guys that they got to cover or they got to account for, I don't think that he was in the end zone for the last time. I really don't. And what a find that would be if, if he turns out to be a gem.
2: And, you know, I thought Baker had a, a good point when he was talking about Felton. He said, you know, when you split him out, if you put a safety on him, now you got to put a linebacker – on the tight end, so it's really just it, it's a, it's a mismatch game, so Felton can impact the game even if he doesn't have the ball in his hands just by how a defense has to scheme him
1: yeah um, I'm glad you said that. Mark, mark down the one thing going back to the third preseason game, they use Felton in that orbit motion, you know where he kind of comes behind and then runs behind Baker yeah, that is that motion is very often used to get a tell on what coverage the defense is in. But Mm -hmm. with Felton, because he's both a running back and a receiver, when he moves there, the defense sometimes can get confused, right? Is he coming out to the slot, and is a slot corner or safety supposed to pick him up? Is he in the backfield, or, or is a linebacker's responsibility, right? And eventually, the goal of that motion is to get two guys to dive to the same place, and whether it's Felton or somebody else, somebody wide open, because they get caught looking at him in the backfield or get caught worrying about where he's supposed to be. How nervous
2: should people be about Jarvis Landry?
1: Um, I, I hate to speculate on that. You know, it comes up initially. Adam Schefter reports, what, within an hour um, that, it, that it's a that sprain. You know, I, I think you can be nervous, and I think you should be. I, I clearly am, am not uh, a doctor. And, and at this point, again, going on 6 o'clock, I, I've heard nothing Um about it but Jarvis Landry is a really he is a top 4 important Cleveland Brown. He blocks, he creates mismatches, he plays hard, he leads, he holds guys accountable. He's seen as much in this league as anyone else has. He's the quarterback's get out of jail guy. Nothing else has changed that. Um and, and you know, even if Odell is coming back next week or in 2 weeks at peak Odell form, you know, Jarvis He's going to be surrounded by young guys and not that Odell can't be this, but Jarvis to those young guys means a lot. just just playing by example, let alone you know his personality, his energy, all of those things and, and just the reliability. Um, they this team needs eventually to throw it down the field, Jason, but they don't throw it down the field a lot, right And Jarvis can catch every play and we've seen Stefanski use Jarvis at tailback, at quarterback, inside, outside, all of those things. So part of Stefanski's genius and part of having this embarrassment of riches is you have other guys that can step up and do those things when you need something different whether it's a, a scripted trick play early in the game or, or you know a quick shakeup later because the defense thinks they knows what's coming but you cannot replace Jarvis Landry. That would be even if it's a month that's a tremendous, tremendous blow for this offense. Yeah,
2: I think you know I'm with you. I don't want to sit here and speculate, but I, I I can comfortably say I'll be surprised if he plays next week. And and you got Chicago coming to town. They beat the Bengals today. I'm just wondering if this does anything to it. The, the whole Odell thing has just been fascinating. And you go from the the assumption, the expectation, he's going to play right up until basically inactives are announced. Last week, and then Kevin comes out this week on Wednesday and says, "No, Odell. You know, let's just clear this up now." I'm just I'm fascinated by how this has gone, and I wonder if Jarvis's injury will have any sort of impact on on Odell's timeline. I would say no, it won't. That they're going to take Odell at the speed Odell needs to go, but uh, they're getting kind of thin at receiver now.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you there. If if Hugh Jackson or Charles Frederick Kitchens was the coach of this team, I would say there might be some – Charles <laughs> Frederick Kitchens.
2: You <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> dropped his full name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't think this team is going to deviate from the plan, right? And and I still have major questions about what happened with Odell from September 9th to, to September 12th in the afternoon. But all along I've given him and the team the benefit of the doubt and just said that they're, they need him for November, December, and beyond, right? So – um, you know, the one thing they came out and said on the record is part of us shutting him down was we didn't think we could get a certain number of plays because we need that. Well, now you really got issues because Peoples-Jones has played a lot of plays and had one target in week one and one fumble here. He was wide open a couple times a day. They didn't get it to him. But he's obviously having trouble getting open or getting where he's supposed to be, right, because on the first read the ball's not going his way. Again, Higgins has played. A handful of snaps. Schwartz is a very green rookie. Felton is a very green rookie. He was listed as a running back and has played mostly running back since about August 15th. So I think 11 of the uh, receptions today and 13 of the targets or 12 of the targets went to tight ends. Um, and, And those guys, you know, I think it's really encouraging that Harrison Bryant had a big game because I've worried about his confidence since about the middle of last year. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier for the tight ends to get open when you have to respect those guys on the outside. And now this crazy deep receiving core, um, all of a sudden is big, big question mark, no doubt.
2: Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events The widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Baker today, 19-21, 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Obviously, the shoulder injury came back. I don't think he's going to miss any time from it. He said, you know, good thing it's his left shoulder. Uh, obviously not his throwing shoulder. How do you assess his performance today? And like I said earlier, they really kind of buttoned things up and, and really went vanilla after he came back from the shoulder injury.
1: Yeah. um and I will say this: I 100% trust Stefanski that he said we're not letting him get hurt, and we are only yep. going to short, quick throws, and we're only doing things this way, and and that's fine. I I agree with that, right? Yep, yep. Um, yep. so so totally on board there. Um, you know, he he got dinged pretty good. He wasn't going to miss any time. So obviously, the first look they took at it, whether it was a quick X-ray or they just took the pads off or what. Um, they cleared him to go, and he did it. It was not a spectacular game. He said that. I think a lot of circumstances were good. I, you know, I can't – I don't think it was a well-thrown ball on, on, the, on the pick. Anthony Schwartz has to do better for him. Yeah. Right? Against better teams, Baker has to be better. Today, to go 19 of 21, to be pretty much perfect in what you're asked to do and direct a win after that interception – came in the middle of the second quarter at a time you were reeling and led to you getting trucked and being limited to some extent the rest of the game, I'm fine with it. So, um, you know, Baker still has to show me, you, and the people who count, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, guys, that he's worthy of the big contract and that he can push this team to the next level. Eight quarters in, we've seen a lot of good from Baker. We're seeing him lead, right? The the turnovers, obviously the first, you know, He's fine. The Browns are fine. They need this work. They'll get more this this week. Um, Baker, what, what was Baker's answer? Not real great. Sounds fair to me. Not I, real great. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the offense is off to a fine start, and it's far from an A plus start, and that's that's plenty okay with me.
2: Yeah, they got time. They got time to clean it up back home again again next week against the Bears before headed out to the West Coast. Uh I'm sorry, before heading out to Minnesota. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, you know, I think I asked you late in the game how many teams would the Browns beat in the NFL playing like they played today? I don't think the answer is very many, but luckily it was Houston who was here today.
1: Yeah, and again, didn't panic, made their kicks, only punted twice, 6.2 yards a play. Um, pretty efficient with without the threat of a vertical passing game for many reasons. And Nick Chubb sitting in the bullpen, not a terrible thing, right? And, so and, onward and upward.
2: Go ahead. In Houston, I was gonna, I, I, we have to talk about the the Houston punt in the first half. Yeah, it was it was the most Browns thing I've seen of twenty years of Browns ninety nine to two thousand nineteen. Decline the penalty just to hurry up and punt
1: the ball. Zach, explain to me what the hell the Texans were thinking there. Yeah, so I understand the hesitation because it was about a third and 13 or 14 play, and they got it to where it was going to be fourth and two, two and a half, just short of midfield, right? So the offsides, it still would have been third and long, which is not an advantageous situation. Um, By nature, I think Kevin Stefanski is looking to go for it there. The Houston Texans, by nature, I don't think are looking to go for it there, but they took forever – in um, making the decision to the point that the head official jogged over to the sideline and said, you have to tell us, are you declining this penalty or not? <laughs> like I had never seen one at this level go that long, unless there was extra layers of replay and stuff involved too. Right. And so then they said, we'll decline it, which kind of makes sense because you just had a, an 11 yard play, but to decline it and punt is ultimately surrendering because you could have had it third down and uh, eight or nine, you know, seven or eight, whatever that may be, yep. and, <laughs> and giving it a go. And at a time when Tyrod Taylor was really giving the Browns fits, creating things with his feet, and guys were wide open over the middle. So I understand them not wanting to go on fourth and two. I even understand them being pre-programmed. I mean, I think this is where they botched it, and they, and they did botch it. But I think they were pre-programmed to think, okay, we got a re- we love our punter, and we got a real chance to pin him deep here at a time that they were getting some push early in the game too, right? And so then I just think this happened, and they froze, and they did the wrong thing, and then of course the guy kicks the ball seventy. It's <laughs> <zone laughs> yeah, not even so, close. Yeah, not but no, I, I think it's more than fair and accurate and funny for you to frame it as that is something we watch the Browns do for forever and ever, <laughs> right? And I, it, it didn't turn out to be a huge sequence in this game, but it could it could be. And you never apologize for being the team that didn't totally botch it. And you just go and you – that's what the Browns are doing right now. They're collecting reps and they're collecting experiences. And if, you know, obviously, again, I, I cannot understate Jarvis, but if today was the day that Grant Delpit got confident, right, and when they go watch and they see what these young linebackers that, you know, something else they can do, whether it's adjusting snaps or adjusting how they defend certain things – then that's positive, and we'll see.
2: Andy Dalton out today, knee injury. Uh, I saw knee and ankle. I don't know which one it was. Doesn't matter. He didn't come back. Justin Fields uh finished the game for the Bears. Why does that matter? The Bears are in town next week. Um, you can wrap us up and get us out of here by giving us a 30 second scouting report of what to expect next week.
1: Yeah, they're gonna, I mean, well, they should have trouble blocking um Clowney and Garrett, you know, even the even regardless of who the quarterback is. David Montgomery, the running back, is a much improved player. Allen Robinson's a legit number one receiver in this league. Uh, But the Bears have issues. You know what happens when a coach is on the hot seat. You know what happens when you're not sure whether you should play the young kid or not, right? And Andy Dalton just ain't it. He's not. So, it's a game the Browns should win. Um, You know, continue to build some momentum, continue to log those reps in those quarters. And then it gets interesting because from there you go to Minnesota – which I think the Browns are better than Minnesota talent-wise, but that's obviously going to be a game where the the teams are run as carbon copies of one another, and and there's going to be some feelings there with Sheldon Richardson, right, and with Zimmer against Stefanski, and they do have some pop in that pass game, even though Kirk Cousins is up and down and wants to sit in his own um, plexiglass cage so he doesn't have to get the code shot. (laughs) And then from there, it's a back-to-back roadie. You go out to the West Coast and play Justin Herbert and the Chargers, so – Um, You can't afford a slip. The Browns need to be better next week than they were. And if they are, they'll be two and one, which is where they were always designed to be and and carrying a little momentum. I I continually come away impressed with Stefanski's um, getting a team ready, you know, grading himself publicly, even when he's going out of the way to to not say much, right? I just think the Browns show up prepared. I think the Browns are good. And you just got to hope for the best for Jarvis Landry. And you got to think, you got to pray too that this defense is just learning and that eventually it'll get better because if it doesn't, they're not going to win anything. Fair. Totally fair. Yep. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, at some point this week, again, we're, we're just getting back into a routine here uh, with figuring things out. But we enjoy doing this. Right, subscribe, uh, download, share. Review the podcast, all of that stuff. We will talk to you um, on the podcast and on Twitter and on the athletic app soon. For Jason, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Civilized Bark.